Hey all you space cats, welcome to the Black Hole Podcast, Season 7, Episode 3. I'm Mitch Miller, uh, possibly the most neutral person in the world, that's why I'm running for President of the United States of America. And so what are we talking about here? We're talking about two websites, right? There's the Periscope platform and the Dole.us platform. If you donate to either of these two projects, or both, all of your donations, all of your money will be accounted for. We will be totally transparent in every possible way in the building, in the creation and building of this of these two projects. So the first thing I'm going to try to do is set up a membership interface and then a voting interface so that members can see what our total intake of donations are and vote on what we want to use that money for. So the Periscope platform will be built. That's to bring transparency to the government. The Periscope platform will be built using campaign contributions. And the Dole.us is a site where where people discuss and vote on who I should challenge to a non-lethal pistol duel. This project will be funded through a $20 yearly membership fee. All that money will be accounted for so we can vote on should we hire a computer science person at $100 an hour to help build this out or two or three people get estimates from these computer science people so that we can see uh, how much we're raising and uh, meet those needs to build the platform out um, to a nationwide scale, right? So I want to talk a little bit about my past uh, because I'm, I'm trying to be transparent with this candidacy as well. And I do have a record, okay? I have a, a criminal, nonviolent record, but we have a candidate uh, in the primaries here in the United States that has, I think, over 90 charges against him. So, and there, he still pulls pretty well. Uh, on the national basis, so apparent. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that this proves the point that um, a lot of people don't care about the criminal record, especially if it's nonviolent. I also have a mental health mental health record. I have a mental health diagnosis, um, but. I think this diagnosis is flawed because there's there's not a diagnosis in the DSM for what I think I have, which is a wireless sensitivity. I'm basically allergic to wireless waves. And in addition to that, I was contacted by artificial intelligence projects, both by the government and corporations back in 2010, and that's been a steady contact with me. Um, throughout the past decade here. Um, So those two factors uh, caused me to take um, a a very low dose of an antipsychotic medication, which I plan on, intend on taking uh, probably for the rest of my life. Um, Definitely not going to stop taking that medication while I'm president of the United States if I'm elected. And I've been stable for many, many years now. Uh, I did 
go off those that medication a couple times because of things that were coming to light in the media about that medication and um, physician payments, things like that. But I'm not going to go into that now. So I have these this record, and I have a case for how I was denied due process of the law back in 2010 when I received my uh, mental health diagnosis and my most um, serious offense criminally. So I have a case for how I was denied due process of the law, which would void these these uh, records, and they should be cleared. If uh, and I'd like to take this to the at least the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. This case for how I was denied due process of the law it has to do with the incorporation of technology into our legal system and the effects of that, and in a way to reverse it. Uh, because I think it's a dangerous path, which I outlined in a novel that I wrote in the past after I got out of solitary confinement and um, out of the Allegheny County Jail. Uh, I actually called the President of the United States, I called the White House about discussing this uh, denial of due process. I called the Supreme Court of the United States. I called the FBI headquarters. And uh, I even called the German Chancellery, all from a landline uh, telephone. Uh, apparently, my number for the German Chancellery is incorrect now. It worked uh, several years ago, but did not work. The other calls did go through to those uh, government establishments, um, but I still haven't received a call to discuss this case of how I was denied due process of the law. All right, moving on. Um, so you know what they'll say, you know, this Periscope platform allowing everybody to vote. They'll say direct democracy won't work, doesn't work. It won't work at the federal level. You can't do it. Uh, we're not going to fund your Periscope platform because uh, people need uh, elected corrupt officials, right, to guide them. Um so they'll say it doesn't work. So that's what got me thinking about, because I've, it's a democracy here in the United States. Why don't we have a platform where people can discuss and vote on different topics? Um, I think it's a, it's a, it's a phenomenon that proves how powerful the media is and how how corrupt these elected officials are. But uh, so I got thinking. Well, how could we, how could we incorporate direct democracy? into the populace in small doses to show that it does work, uh, that we can be masters of our own destiny, that we can vote on how our lives are affected by policy. And the thing I came up with was elder, elder care homes, right? A lot of people going into these elder care homes, there's going to be even more in the future, so what if we brought transparency, because I want transparency in the government, but I also want transparency in the business sector, transparent businesses, wherever possible, when it doesn't uh, conflict with national security. I think all, all businesses should be transparent unless, you know, it's a national security issue. So these elder care hubs, we shouldn't be making large profits off of the elderly and the old and the infirm in this country. So 
what if we made it transparent, right, and had a direct democracy component to it? So that's why I was trying to form a group of computer science people so that we could build out these small little voting platforms for each elder care home. Um, you know, there'd be an interface where they can post every expenditure they have, how much is paid in by the government, by the insurance companies, by the children of these people. And it's all tracked. And aspects of that, those expenditures are voted on. Um, the residents can vote on, you know, different things. Uh, you know, what from, you know, should we have tapioca pudding twice a week instead of once a week, all the way up to the business dealings of the elderly care home and aspects of that. So I got, I was thinking of this, you know, like a lot of people visit their grandparents. This will give you an aspect that, you know, the children, the grandchildren can pull up on their phone, show the elderly person videos of other elderly people. They could make videos. Hey, I think we should have tapioca three times a week. And then there'd be an interface where they can vote. Right, so the grandchildren and the children can sign into that and allow that elderly person one vote per subject per per topic. So it gives gives you a, instead of a, uh, searching for things to talk about with a generational gap that much, um, there's something that you can do that's productive that helps the elderly person in these homes, and and then we can expand this transparency to uh, to in-home care, right? So say a nurse wants to start their own in-home care business, there, there would be an interface maybe linked to an elderly home um, that they can upload all their expenditures, uh, the salaries of the, of the nurses uh, that work for, for the company, and People in in-home care can vote on different topics, um, and uh, it'll just allow, you know, we spent this much on rubber gloves this month, this much on this, totally transparent. So these, I think these elderly care businesses should be totally transparent, and so they make a, uh, a fair profit instead of uh, cutting costs on things that these elderly people need to make a bigger profit, right? So that's an aspect that I would work on as president of bringing direct democracy to the, the elderly people in the United States. And the other thing I'm going to do as president of the United States is develop a system to file grievances, right? And this might start on the, this will probably start on the city level. City level connect demonstrators with the city officials, right? The U.S. Constitution says we have the right to peaceably assemble and petition the government for redress of grievances. Uh, so this would be an interface where demonstrators can go right on their phone and file those grievances with the mayor's office and uh, hopefully disperse once the mayor has agreed to um, address some of those grievances or you know, an interface where it connects those things, right? So to try to work on the issues of the citizens that they're trying to bring forward to the government. So 
this system, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say, at this point in time, the only ethical use of artificial intelligence is to develop a way for people to file grievances um, against the United States of America and possibly other countries, right? Let's use this AI. So, like I said, it started at the city level, but look, you can't just say we don't deal with terrorists, then label anyone that doesn't align with your two communist parties in the United States a terrorist. That doesn't work. It's never worked. Um, and it's, it's, you have to develop a way for these people around the world to file their grievances with the United States. They can detail it in any way they want, and the AI will sweep through all of those entries and prioritize what the most amount of people are filing grievances about, um, if there's any ideas of how to resolve these issues, that can be brought to the forefront by AI. So, again, it might start at the city level, but I'm talking about a worldwide grievance collecting interface platform uh, powered by AI that scans millions of people's entries to figure out why, what grievances people have with the United States. So if a million people complain of a U.S. company ruining their ecosystem, the AI, the AI will gather that, prioritize it to my desk at the president's, at the White House, the president's desk, right? If 100,000 people complain about U.S. corporation using unfair labor practices, the AI will gather that, prioritize that, and um, bring it to the attention of people in the United States government, including myself, the president of the United States. Look, if you don't build a system like this, right? If you don't build a system like this, you are setting yourself up for disaster. We, we have robots building robots in the United States, right? And this is exactly what all the filmmakers warned us about. Um, you can't just build killer robots without giving technology a way to resolve the issues. If, if you don't do that, if you don't give technology a way to resolve the issues, you just build these killer robots, you're insane. You, society is the insane. And, and I think that's a lot of people get diagnosed mentally ill that are some of the most logical people on the planet because everybody is um, affected by these media structures that say they have to do things in an insane way, and the logical people are standing up saying, it doesn't have to be this way. And they get diagnosed mentally ill because they're not, they don't fit into society the way the powers that be want them to fit into society. So we have, at the city level, we have robot, robot four-legged robot dogs that batter down doors, right? We'll have a little flying drone fly in and shoot somebody with a tranquilizer dart every time we want to serve a warrant. Again, that's why I'm starting at the city level. Connect the people with the grievances to the officials. Gather all the grievances and prioritize them using AI. And then at the federal level, we have robotic flying death machines. These drones that we've used for years and years to kill people around the world. 
uh, and that's why we need a worldwide grievance gathering uh, so that people can petition our government and city governments so that they're not becoming destructive, violent against the United States or in a city. And it's, it's important to build this. Like I said, you can't just build killer robots and not have an interface that gathers the grievances of the world population um, and brings them to the attention of the leadership. So that's the other thing I would try to build out as President of the United States. I think it's the only ethical way to use artificial intelligence at this point in time. Uh, everything else, uh, while it looks like it's helping humanity, uh, there's always an angle for how it can be profitable. And um, so that's why I'm saying this use of AI is the only ethical way at this point in time in the year 2024. All right. So if you want to hear some of my ideas or see some of my policies, some of my programs I've proposed, you can go to my websites, plotm.com, that's P-L-O-T-M.com, trafnet.org, that's T-R-A-F-N-E-T.org, almavoter.com, that's A-L-M-A-V-O-T-E-R.com, and of course, Mitch4Mayor.com. That's Mitch, the number four, Mayor.com. And uh, that's pretty much what I wanted to get out today. Uh, thanks for listening. And until next time, I wish you peace, prosperity, and homeostasis. Vote for Mitch for President of the United States of America.